And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello, listeners, and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davy Rispin and Mickey Brennan. And um, Davy, just before we continue, right, I've made made up my mind. I listen back to all the podcasts, so I do, and we both do, and it's always just to make sure that we've got all the um, information right in our podcast. But I have this, I don't know, I have this trend of just calling you Davy Rispin, um, just in case, you know, there's another Davy on the podcast with us. I always give you your second name just in case we get mixed up. So I've made a, I've made an, an executive decision that from now on I'm going to try my best to just say Davy. Careful with those executive decisions, Mickey. They, they can lead to trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Lucas. Um, like we it. all have our habits. I, I do. I do listen back to the interviews, and I always start every interview by saying job done. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that to us. Um, or, and even uh, when you, you're, you're kind of like, right, don't say job done at the start of this one. You say job done, and then you go into whatever you're going to ask them. <laughs> like, it's fucking mad. Anyway. Yeah, I, I suppose, Davey, it's uh, job done. Um, <laughs> uh, or you're always thrilled to be joined by someone as well. I've kind of stopped that as much now. I just go into their first names, so I don't actually give them their full title like you do with me all the time. <laughs> Yeah, well, I suppose. Look, we both have our little isms, and uh, look, uh, we'll we'll try to work on those. I suppose um, for the for, for the coming few podcasts, um, especially when we are in to semi final stages of most of the championships as well. And uh, on that, Davy Rusman, it was an action packed weekend. It's been an action packed week in Mead football, let's just say, and we have a lot to get through on the podcast this week. We'll do a full re- uh, results roundup from the Furious Deal. Uh, senior Championship, the Mead Potato Group, um, Intermediate Championship and the Ballerisk Bar and Guest Accommodation, Junior Championship, they were all at quarterfinal stage and of course in the Intermediate and Senior we had relegation. We'll then give you the results from the Ladies Football Championship from the weekend. We'll have a little discussion about uh, the whole debacle that is uh, the Andy McEntee saga and um, we'll then go through our lot of results as we normally do and our Instagram uh, interactive, which I'm sure will also bring us back to the point of Andy McAtee and, of course, to the results from the weekend. But Davey Rustin, we're going to start. Oh, he's did it already. Davey, we're going to start. Uh, that went well, didn't it? <laughs> we're going to start with the results. This will be a long round. show, lads. Oh, absolutely. We're going to start off with our results roundup. We're going to start with the Ballerie Bar and Guest Accommodation Junior Championship but on Friday night. It was uh, the quarterfinal between Dunsany and Kilbride, and Dunsany came out victors here on a scoreline of 118 
and to Kilbride's eight points. The next game was on Saturday. It saw St. Dalton's Davies near neighbours there taking on Boards Mill, a depleted Board Mill side, it has to be said. And uh, they came away with a resounding victory here, 4-13 to Boards Mill's 1-9. Um, and on Sunday, we had two quarterfinals. The first one was in Beckham, it was St. Vincent's against Minality. A bit of confusion about this one earlier on, on uh, online, because they had the result reversed, and it read Minalty won 16 to St. Vincent's 11 points. And I was like, wow, that's a massive win for Minalty. Um, you know, I was talking, again, just to let our listeners know, I was on duty all weekend uh, in Kingsman Breffney for all of the uh, matches that were being played in the Cavan Championship. I was on the radio. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to some of our home games here in Meath. But a lot of people coming up to me as well today saying, oh my God, did you see the result? St. Vincent's were beaten by Minalty. It was a mistake. It was St. Vincent's who came away with the victory. It was 116 to St. Vincent's and Minalty were 11 points. And then the final quarterfinal taking place in Park Column Kilkells, a great venue for a game. Saw Cana Ross. Ah, this is the, this is the biggest shock of the weekend, uh, scoreline-wise. Massive victory. 16 points to Castletown, 7 points. And uh, Davy Rispin just did it again. Davy, looking back over these results, um, do any of them catch your eye? Now, I know you had gone for a Can Ross win in this junior championship game, um, but did you see it being so emphatic? Uh, I Maybe not just as emphatic. I did think Can Ross would win with a bit of despair, I'll be honest with you, Mickey. I've not really lived up or I've not um, subscribed to the to the Castletown hype, and that's probably going back to the game in which we played them and then the, the Talton Cup final against Vincent's as well. I wasn't convinced with them at all. No Kevin Ross they're a shell of a side without Kevin Ross, to be honest, which you know, no one to put the ball over the bar. Um, very limited in terms of players and everything like that. And Karen Ross are a team who have a bit of positive momentum behind them now. That's three wins on the spin. Uh, they've got their full complement back. Frank O'Reilly playing ever so well. And uh, they've just kind of gone under the radar a wee bit, Karen Ross, to be fair to them. Now they're in the semi-final. Okay, they're still probably going to be third or fourth favourites, maybe, as if you look at it objectively, but they're there and they have a bloody good chance of um, maybe upsetting the apple cart. Yeah, absolutely. We're just going back to our predictions. We both went for a St. Vincent's win. You went for a Boards Mill win. You weren't giving your near neighbours there in Bohemian any chance of beating Boards Mill, but they did. St. Dalton's were very convincing in that win over Boards Mill. Um, I had picked them. We both went for Dunsany. You went for Clarner Ross. I went for Castleton. I thought there was more to this Castleton team, but you got it right. So we ended up with three out of four each in the junior. Just a word for your um, neighbours there, St. Dalton's. You were at this game, and uh, is there a better midfield in the mo- at the moment in Mead, never mind in the junior championship, than Keen McBride and Dara Dicey Riley? No, there's not, Mickey. There's absolutely not. Uh, I said a few weeks ago that it was probably one of the best in the county, easily the best in junior. I'll go as the far as, far as to say sorry from the games in which I've seen anyway. Nobody touches that midfield, um, both from, I suppose, aerial prowess to the dynamism to the scoring potential that's in it. The two of them contributed 3-3 from play. Three goals and three points from midfield. 1-3 for Key McBride. 2-1 for Dar Riley. That's four goals and a point from Dar Riley in his last two championship outings from midfield. He's 18 years of age, playing his first year of adult football. Soccer player with some pats in, in Dublin, some pats athletic. Um, and just going from strength to strength, this guy, absolute pleasure to watch him. And I just, we'll hear from him in the Loyal Royals podcast. He was interviewed. I just said at the end of the interview, it's been an absolute joy to watch this fella playing football over the last few weeks and hope to get a look at him in the semi-finals again. He's, a, he's an absolute credit. 
Yeah, just as you mentioned, our Loyal Royals podcast, we will be doing full reviews of the senior, intermediate and junior championship games from the weekend. Also, later in the week, we will be naming our Blackwater Inn team of the week, our top scorer of the week. And of course, the biggest prize of all, our player of the week for uh, uh, week five. And um, we will have interviews from the senior championship between Dumboinance and Colin Kills. We have Connor O'Donoghue and Gavin McCoy from the Rathoth versus Summerhill game. We have Brian Farrell, Gavin McGowan and Jack Flynn. From the intermediate game between Trim and Dunbury, we have Kevin Riley, Sean Fitzgerald and Luke Morn. And then from St. Dalton's and Boards Mill game, the junior championship, we do have David Hosey. And as Davey just said there a couple of moments ago, we have that young um, young gun that's uh, burst onto the scene, young Dara Riley. So um, we're going to move on now to the Mead uh, Farm Group Intermediate Championship and the results from the weekend. We'll start off with the relegation game, Davey Rispin. And... Um, I said it again, Davy Rispin. Uh, we'll start off with the relegation game, Davy, and it was St. Pat's 14, Ballinlock 8 points. And, um, you know, disappointing for Ballinlock, who, you know, have been a big team in intermediate championship in recent years and to find themselves uh, for 2022 season, they'll be plying their trade at junior championship. Yeah, I think realistically, if you look at it, it's probably been on the cards now for a year or two's time. They've been struggling uh, survived last year, obviously dug it out in the end. But the loss of Harry Ryan has been really detrimental to them. He's a, a young player with a massive future in the Ballinlock jersey, and you know losing him midway through the year was always going to be a massive blow. They're a bit of an aging team. I know they have good young players coming. I know at this stage you probably won't feel like it, but it's maybe for the best that they can go down and build in junior and and you know come up a bit stronger. Um, but it is a blow considering maybe they were a senior club what three or four years ago, Mickey. Yeah. They were in an intermediate final only a couple of years ago as well. But um, if you look at it objectively, I suppose over the last 12 to 18 months, it's probably not a massive shock. And the draw itself was always going to be a difficult one based on how Pats played against Trim in the corner bone your final only two weeks ago. You know, so Pats have regained their uh, intermediate status for 2022. No, they, the, the, for two weeks. Oh, sorry, yes, for two weeks. Yes, they will play, God of Almighty, they will play Moila uh, in that other relegation game that they will need to win to stay uh, in intermediate. Um, and, of course, the other game between Sidden and Kilmainham did not go ahead due to COVID, I believe, in the Sidden uh, camp. So that game will be refixed. Um, David, we'll move on now to the other results. And these are the quarterfinals of the Intermediate Championship. Um, and the first one on Saturday was Waterstown against Blackhall Gales. What a scoreline. 2-14 to Waterstown. Blackhall Gales, five points. A huge win there. 15-point win there for the for the um, Waterstown side. Oldcastle, four goals and eight. And Nobber, one goal in ten. A thrilling encounter here between two Northmead uh, sides. And I suppose it was the two goals and a point early on from uh, Paddy Gilson and that set Oldcastle on the way. But Nobber did come back into that. We'll come back to that in a few minutes. Rakenny, 116. Delic Bellustown, nine points. Davy Rispin, we'll come back to you about that one now in a minute. Trim, 418. Dundery, eight points. A huge victory for Trim in that local derby. And I suppose maybe only... Right, if we start with that massive derby, David. Uh, yeah, and, and a massive victory it was indeed as well, as you say, Mickey, for Trim. Um, hard to see this coming. I did, we did both predict, obviously, a Trim victory, but um, not by that sort of margin based on, I suppose, the 
the the confident kind of mood coming out of the Dundry camp after the win against Believer, I think it's fair to say, and, and they were optimistic. They don't fear trim, my word, they'll be fearing trim after this. It's it was a bit of a humiliation job, to be honest, which in the end, they led by four points to one after 10 minutes. Dundry, um, playing well, started by far and away with more intensity than their counterparts, but Trim gradually got their way into the. They hit 1-7. At 4-1, Trim hit 1-7 without reply um, going into the closing stages of the first half. And there was a black card for Connor Dempsey in that time. Then Dara Lynch for Trim gets his second bookable offence. He gets sent off. Connor Dempsey then gets a second bookable at the start of the second half. So both of them playing with 14 men, but Trim ran right, hit them on the break late in the second half. Aaron Lynch with a hat-trick, Mickey. Um, 3-8 on the day for him. But the man I actually want to pick out, and this is going to sound crazy because Lynch has got 3-8, but Mikey Cullen in the first half when it was a game, Mikey Cullen was the one for Trim inside. He hit 1-5 from play. Um, the bulk of that scoring coming in the first half, tremendous contribution. He get three points, came on and got three points in the Cornbonia final against Patsy, remember. Uh, he had a massive bearing from the start, along with Aaron Lynch in the second half, who was fantastic. Um, they're, they're a bit of a juggernaut, and I think that was a bit of a statement of intent from Kevin Riley's men. Yeah, having got over St. Pat's by the minimum in the Cornelbonia final. Um, you know, I think that that has maybe woken or awoken the beast in Trim and uh, maybe they won't, you know, get complacent. Um, that really is a statement of intent by them. Um, looking down through them as well, Watersound with a massive victory over Blackhall Gales. And the other one I want to bring your attention to is the Rakenny game because you had picked out a Julique um, win here. But I suppose when we've been looking back at, at, at the games, you have, and at this championship, you gave Dulik Bellustown probably the best chance of uh, being a team that could upset the trim apple pie. Yeah, I, I did, Mickey. I did. Um, look, the, the bookies had this down as, as a 50-50, even money, even money. They had it priced up and probably that was a fair enough reflection. But that would suggest that the game was going to be close. And if, if Rakeni were to win it, I would have said fair enough. But to win it by um by 10 points was a, was a massive eye-opener, I suppose. Keith Curtis ran right. Uh, he got nine points out of that tally of 116. And Kayla Callaghan put in a fine individual performance as well. We're seeing that week in, week out now from Rakeni. Those two fellas are carrying the can in terms of scoring. They have such a strong spine. We mentioned every week, I think Brian Mead was exceptional in the game. James O'Hare at centre half back, superb, and gives them a bit of a platform. And then you have the likes of Kyogi as well, and um, you know Robbie Who? Gary. I, I never, I, I never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, like, but but they've gone under the radar too. You know, I know, I know you're a fan of them, Mickey uh, Rakeni, but we haven't been exactly kind of talking about them week in week out because they've been just doing enough in games. They're unbeaten. They're actually 100 record intact, but they haven't put up a performance like that so far in the group stages and for them to do that against the side who finished top of their group in Talik Bellewstown, that's a massive statement of intent in its own respect and they'll be they'll be absolutely thrilled going into a semi-final um, where, where they'll play one of the teams uh, that, that we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah, absolutely and um, Davey, just going back to our predictions from the quarterfinals we both predicted a Waterstone win over Blackhall Gales we both predicted a trim win I went for a knobber win against Old Castle, and I you went for Old Castle. You went for the league Bellas, and I went for Kenny, and we both went for St. Pat's. So we have four out of five in the intermediate there. Um, one team letting both of us down because we had gone against each other in two of those games. So it could have been a really good week for either of us. Um, Davey, the semi-final pairings will be... Uh, 
it's it's going to be Waterstown and Trim. And then the second semi-final, we'll see Oldcastle taking on Kenny. So uh, a North Mead derby in one side of the um, uh, of the draw of the semi-finals. And then Waterstown coming up against Trim. Two tasty semi-finals in that intermediate fight, uh, championship. Yeah, two brilliant ones. I, I I do like the look of Oldcastle and, and Rakeni, Mickey. I really do. I think that's a that's a great one. Two of them definitely big protagonists in this year's intermediate championship. And Waterstown are a fantastic story too. You know they've been just getting better and better as the year has gone on, and that probably is maybe arguably their best performance to date at full strength again against Blackhall Gales. That game was only four points to two at half time. Waterstown scored two twelve in the second half of that game, which yeah. is astonishing, unbelievable scoring. Um, Blackhall Gales obviously went out to sort of frustrate them and and uh, keep it keep it close and keep it tight, but they could only do that for so long against that Waterstown outfit. And um, they'll certainly give Trim their fill of it again. I think it's a big ask for them, but it's bonus territory again. And what it is is for Waterstown is it's progress. They're in a semi final. That's a big step forward from where they were at this time last year. So. Um, they'll, they'll approach that like that, but make no mistake, Martin O'Connell and his troops will be going in to win that game and target a championship, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, we will be previewing them, obviously, in a couple of weeks' time, but uh, it's uh, it's making for a hell of an intermediate championship. It's just been brilliant so far. As always, it never lets you down. Davey, we're going to move on now to the Fairy House Steel Senior Championship and we go to the relegation playoffs um, on Friday night. It was Central Soon against Dunshockland. And Central Town coming away with the victory here. There was a, an interesting finish to this game, but it was Central Town who won it. One eleven to Dunchocklands, one nine. Dunchocklands racing into the lead here, Davy. Was Central Town coming back? Then on Sunday, Simonstown two fourteen, Ballinabracky one eight, and Ballinabracky racing into a lead in that one, but Simonstown coming back and finishing strong. And then finally, it was uh, the game between the local. Uh, neighbours, the local derby between Screen and Coraha. This game, I think, was 11 points to nine at the second water break, but it finished 16 points to Screen, Coraha nine points. So Coraha not managing to get on the score sheet in the last quarter of that game. So, um, interestingly now, Coraha will play Navin O'Matneys and Dunshockland will play Ballinabracky in the relegation semi-finals. Mm, uh, great, great ties. And, uh, you know, I probably need to eat a little bit of humble pie now at this stage, Mickey, about Dunshockland. Um, yeah, eat and, and my, eat Right there well, now in front of me, eat it. <laughs> I, still, I still maintain they're, they're a good side and they're well-equipped to maybe go and challenge oh, they are. in the senior. But the problem is, and I kind of did touch on this last week, even though I thought that beat Centristown was, that they're not made, they're not sort of built for, for relegation scraps because they're so young, talented, uh, lovely footballers, if you will. When they come up against the likes of a bit of a season outfit in Town and what they're going to be coming up against in a couple of weeks against Balnebracki, they're going to have to learn quickly. It's very much sink or swim in these relegation playoffs. They're fortunate to have three bites at it, but you don't want to be going into a relegation final or whatever, needing to win to keep your safety in intact. In so um, I, I do kind of fear for them a little bit from that perspective. Um, and, and look at your, your own Simon Stengale's doing with that. I think that's... That, that's a good couple of weeks' work for them, you know, a fresh cup and, and a comprehensive enough win over Balnebracki in the relegation. I think they'll be pleased just to get the year done and dusted now. And, and Central Town, <laughs> it was a bit of a bizarre game by all accounts, Mickey. I think there was a bit of a mystery red card in that game. There was a video doing the rounds as well. And we're not quite fully sure of the ins and outs of it, but Brian Clark, who was literally only on the pitch 20 or 30 seconds, got his marching orders for what looked like a fairly innocuous red card. Um, 
it's a shame because I, I'm led to believe that will be his last um, game for Central Sound. He's, he's retired after that game after 17 or 18 years of service. And also Davey Lyons, who unfortunately had to make way due to injury, I think five or six minutes into the game. And that could possibly be his swan song as well. Flash Gordon went, went between the sticks and did ever so well uh, for the remainder of that game. Two great servants for Sanchez And if it is, at least they bowed out on a win and, and with their senior status intact. Yeah, screen and Coraha, Davey. Um, 16 points to screen, nine points to Coraha. You know, this was one that we were kind of like looking at going, if the rumours are to be believed, Coraha are going to have full strength squad. All they have to do is get one performance. And they were in this game up until that final quarter. Yeah, they, they had David Toner back. He came back from Canada for this one, Mickey. Uh, they led by a point at halftime, incredibly, but only kicked one second half point. Uh, and, and, you know, screen completely outplayed them and outscored them in that second half. Um, obviously, bragging rights in, intact, but most importantly, their status for senior, the longest standing senior team. You just know, regardless of what sort of screen turns up, that they're going to be a senior club year in, year out. That's just what they do. They're a good bit away from challenging I would suggest but to be honest with you it's it's a bit bizarre they've lost um they've lost only one game this year Mickey they've they've won two drew one and lost one and uh they found themselves in a, in a senior quarterfinal relegation game which is a little bit unfair they had three points from their group we shouldn't be all that surprised that they've beaten Curaha by seven points Curaha will go again they, they have another crack at it I'm not sure what the crack is with Tone or will he stay for the next two weeks, or is he just home for a short trip where they hope to just get it done and dusted in one weekend? We shall see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, just on our predictions from the relegation playoffs, I had three out of three, right, Davy. I went for Central Stone in that game. Again, uh, you know, we talked about that game. Uh, if it was a quarter final, I would have said, yes, Dunchoklin will win this one. But because it's a completely different animal when you're in a relegation playoff, I went for Central Stone and got that right. Um, and, uh, you know, experience here, Davy showed out, uh, you know, the youthful uh, exuberance of Davy Rispin uh, trying to uh, pick the lovely, bright Dunshotland side didn't come true from. But, uh, you know, I, I really do that there is think that there is a great calibre of footballer in Dunshotland and that they will rise again and, and be uh, contenders for the senior championship in the not too distant future. But they cannot let themselves go down to intermediate. That is one thing that they just cannot do, or they'll be starting from a low base then. And um, Davy will go on to the quarterfinal proper, quarterfinals proper. Oh, oh by the way, Kevin Coyne, um, in your face. Um, just want to say that as well. Uh, in your face. I would love it if we beat them. No Delighted more discounts for Mickey Brennan from PR <laughs> Coyne and Sons. Uh, there was a bit of crack. Um, during the week, we were ringing each other and there was a lot of uh, obscenities screamed across the, the phone at each other. But, uh, you know, we were w- waiting for this game today and didn't text each other over the weekend. And then the next thing is he did text me after the game. And it was that, you know, that Homer Simpson one where he's just drifting into the hedge and he disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he sent me that one and I just laughed back at him. And yeah, um, hard luck to Ballon in that one. But again, they're going to be, uh, they're going to, relish the chance uh, in the next game against Dunshockland as, as well Dunshockland Lush beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches at Husqvarna we have the perfect solution silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower smart home compatible and if that isn't your cup of tea automower from your phone Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons 
your authorised Automore dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Um, moving on now to the quarterfinal proper results. Um, we'll start on Friday night and it was combined 2.14 to column kills. 12 points in this one. A strong second half performance there from Dumboyne. Saw them come away. Easy victors in the end. Eight point victory. Dunmore Ashburn 115. Gail Column Kill 111. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to it. Saturday, Wolf Tones 310. Nafina 113. A three point victory there for Wolf Tones. And then on Sunday, Rathout 14. Summerhill 11 points. And I want to go back to the Dunmore Ashburn Gail Column Kill one, Davy. We did. Talk this game up last week and we said this it depends on what Dunhamore Ashburn team comes out. Well, the Dunhamore Ashburn team that we love to watch, the one that is flamboyant and play lovely football, came to Park Tolchin on Saturday and knocked out last year's beaten finalists, Gail Colm Kells. Yeah, and, and fully merited, I believe, as well. I, I didn't get to this, but I spoke to a number of uh, Gail Colm Kill people who had no complaints, no qualms, and um, they were they were very gracious in defeat, Mickey. I have to say, you know, really, really acknowledged Dunmore Ashburn for the better side that they were on the day, and probably full value for at least a four point win, if not a bigger win. Um, obviously missing their captain Liam Ferguson, massive loss in the middle of the park. He brings a huge, huge amount to the Gale Column Kill game. Um, but like in hindsight, I I didn't think Gale Column Kill were ever contenders. I did think they might just have enough to get over Dunham Rashburn, but I did feel that they were almost sitting ducks to be bet. I didn't feel the same the same buzz was there this year. When you watched yeah. them, you, you knew that there was something just missing. You couldn't quite put your finger on it. It was still good enough to win a Fesh Cup and credit to them for that, for getting over the line in that. But when you look at their championship performance, the same, um, the same style and the same panache that we've seen and loved for countless amount of years now wasn't there. They just about did enough to, you know, get over whoever they were playing. And, They've suffered with injuries as well, which is something that, in fairness, they've had. They haven't had to contend with in recent years. That panel is still fairly limited. But you're you're quite right in what you say. We have to sort of give Dunham Ashburn a bit of credit. They made use of their fortunes in terms of just getting one win in the group. Um, they they probably seen that as a big bonus and um an opportunity to go in and really really test themselves. And you know, with Mick Deegan in scintillating form at corner forward, I think he got nine points on the on the evening, four or five of those from play as well. An outstanding performance from him, and um, they're they're a difficult um, proposition now. You know, Dunmore Ashburn all of a sudden they're in the semi-finals. You know, they they have been here before. They've probably struggled around semi-finals, final stages. But make no mistake, they're probably going to go into the last four as the the rank underdogs of the four, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. you'll you'll have you'll have Retold St. Peter's the mind and the tones, and and then Dunmore Ashburn, but. They seem to relish that, and they seem to get a really good kick, um, in more ways than one out of uh, out of overturning someone like Gail Colin Kill and Robert. Everyone's noses in it. Yeah, being the underdog, they love that tag. You know, um, probably doesn't suit them coming as uh, I, I would a favourites tag into a game. And yeah, they'll definitely, I'd say, go in as underdogs into the semi-finals. Bonus territory. I spoke about it as well last week, saying that you know, similarly to Simonson in twenty sixteen. It got to a stage where, you know, Simonson looked like they were out of the championship and then came back, got into that quarterfinal and pushed on, you know, like, uh, and sometimes it takes a team a, a moment of realisation that, Jesus, lads, we're after, like, stealing our way into a quarterfinal here. Let's give it everything we've got. 
Dunham or Ashburn have done that. Now, I do believe as well that they've been working with a limited panel all year between injuries and fellas missing and stuff like that, and that they've got a full panel back now. And McDeegan Sr. is, you know, relishing the chance to go into the semi-final and the quarter-final against Gail Colum Kill last weekend. And, you know, he was relishing the chance to go in with a full squad for the first time all year. So, look, watch this space. Dunham or Ashburn have, uh, you know, just blasted onto the scene here in the senior championship and find themselves in the semi-final and who knows how far they will go. But Davey, looking at our predictions uh, in the senior championship, we both went for Gail Column Kill. I, you know, it was a hesitant one from both of us, but it was Dunham Rash when we got the victory. We both went for Dunboyne and uh, we both went for Rotold and then I went for Tones. you went for Mafina. So you ended up with two out of four and I ended up with three out of four. Given us a total out of all of the games in the weekend, there were 16 games on the weekend. I got 13 out of 16, Davey. That's not too shabby. You got 11 out of 16. It's not too shabby, but it's shabbier than mine. Yeah, what's well, rare is wonderful, Mickey. Congratulations <laughs> on your maiden win. Oh, maiden win. Do you hear them? Oh, look, give it up. Um, look, that's the results round. But, but don't forget to go over to our uh, Loyal Royals podcast on Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. If you haven't signed up already, you'll get... Uh, unbelievable um, reviews from all the games on the weekend because we are just amazing um, from all the senior, intermediate and junior championship games and later in the week we will be announcing our Blackwater Inn team of the week, top scorer of the week and player of the week and thanks to George and Patricia Plunkett in the Blackwater Inn in Kells for their sponsorship without them we wouldn't be able to bring these accolades to the club players of Mead and if you are in Kells we always say it you're over in Kells for a game, if you're over there for a wedding, if you're over there for uh, a night out, for a meal or anything, do call in to George and Patricia in the Blackwater. They've got a lovely beer garden at the back, a lovely bar in at the front, um, loads of little uh, nooks and crannies to stay and have a nice peaceful pint and always a bit of crack in there and plenty of football talked as well. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. David, we're going to move on now to the Keepak Ladies football results from the weekend, the championship games that were played in the weekend. And there was a, a good weekend of football for the ladies um, in Mead this weekend. Yeah, very much so, Mickey. The final round of the groups uh, were taking place, so the, the groups decided going into... Um, the semi-final fixtures now, which we'll come to in a second. But of today's results, which were all played, we'll start in Group A, the Senior Championship, and uh, the results from today. Centralstown 1-8, Dunshockland, Royal Gales 1-6. So a two-point win there for Centralstown, which got them qualified. And in the other game, it was a landslide victory for your own Simonstown Gales. They defeated Boards Mill on a scoreline of 3-10 to 6 points and Fergal Harney summed it all up by saying all games were crucial for the final table outcome and Centralstown's win away to Royal Gales secured them the top spot in Group A and the Gales dropped down to second but still have secured a semi-final spot on the return to senior ranks. Simonson did all the 
could win an away win to Boards Mill, but they needed the Gales to win to give them a chance of making the semis, but it wasn't to be. Um, in Group B, and we'll come back to the semi-final fixtures then, um, first game up, there was a one-point victory for Old Castle against Dunmore Ashburn. It finished Old Castle 1-10, Dunmore Ashburn 1-9, and St. Peter's Dunboyne, an absolutely monumental score they put up against St. Michael's. 6-31 to St. Michael's 1-4. Um, don't even ask me to tell you how much of a beating that is, but uh, uh, crazy, crazy result there. Um, summed up by Fergal by saying that the big game of the day was the straight shooter between Ashburn and Old Castle with the one-point win taking the semi-final spot up for grabs in a tense affair. Old Castle held their nerve and um, defeated the hosts, Dunham or Ashburn. The boy made a three from three with a routine win over St. Michael's, and they look good to the retain their title. So the semi-final fixtures in the Senior Championship, Mickey, these fixtures will take place on Sunday, the 24th of October, which is in two weeks' time. And it's going to see Centralstown versus Old Castle and St. Peter's Dunboyne versus Dunchocklin and Royal Gales. So two big semi-finals to look forward to in uh, the Keyback Senior Championship. Moving on to the intermediate, and in Group A, there was only one game played um, at the weekend, and that was a huge win for Navinomatis. 5-17, they beat uh, Dunsany uh, on a scoreline of, sorry, 5-17 to four points. The D-Rangers and Summerhill game is postponed until next Sunday. Um, so Mahoney's finished the group stages with a big win away to Dunsany. Um, so they've secured their passage through, but due to unforeseen circumstances, the fight for the other semi-final spot will go on to the next weekend. So that game is crucial between D-Rangers and Summerhill. The winner will also go through to the semi-final. In Group B, um, Retote uh, on the road defeated Nafina 3-6-2-6. And Clannagail uh, were beaten at home by St. Column Kills on a scoreline of 4-5 to Clannagail, 5-12 to St. Column Kills. So St. Column Kills and Retote secured their semi-final spots in this group with both getting away wins. Um, which knocked Nafina to third in the table, who actually started the day on top of the table. So what that means, the semi-final fixtures in the intermediate for the 24th will see Navinomahnes versus Retolt, and St. Column Kills will play host to either D-Rangers or Summerhill. That game obviously been played next weekend with the winner going on to play the kills in the semi-final. So we'll wait for that one um, with anticipation. And the final um, grade is the Junior A, the Keypack Junior A Championship. And in Group A, some Pats um, put up a brave fight, but were ultimately edged out by Screen on a scoreline of 2-11 to 3-10. So a two-point win there for Screen. Um, and St. Ultons were beaten at home by Waterstown. It finished St. Ultons 4-5, Waterstown 3-13. So Screen and St. Pats battled it out for the top spot in the group with the away team securing the points in an exciting close game in Stamullen. And then into Group B, uh, only one game played, and uh, that was between Manalvi and Dulik Bellustown. It finished Manalvi 2-11, which is 17 points. Dulik Bellustown 6-7, which is 26 25. points. Or 25 points, is it? Yeah, 6-3 six, six, uh, six is 18, 7 is uh, 25. 25, so a big win there for Dulik Bellustown on the road. So what that means, with Myla haven't completed their round of championship games, today's game was a fight out for top spot with Delik Bellustown securing the win away to Manalvi and the final game versus a Group A second team, St. Pat's. So, uh, as we said already, the semi-final fixtures are Screen versus Manalvi and Delik Bellustown versus St. Pat's. They're all sewn up, Nicky. Yeah, interestingly there, in the, in the senior, um, my own club, Simonstown, not making it through their draw with Centralstown. I think it was in the second group games and um, uh, saw them 
uh, fall into third place, uh, having lost to Dunshock and Royal Gales and um, Centralstown, who were a massive team in ladies, fo- ladies football in Mead, uh, topping that group and going through to the semi-final. Great to see them on the rise again, but uh, well done to all of the teams and best of luck in the semi-finals. We're going to move on now, Davy Rispin, and um, I've called you it again, but I suppose I'm getting serious now because, of course, we probably have to mention this whole debacle um, that's ensuing or taking place at the moment with Andy McEntee. And uh, to give the, the background to it, there was a vote on Wednesday night um, by the executive committee where it was just to re-ratify, I suppose, the, or to see if they were going to re-ratify Davy um, Andy McEntee for another his final year on his um, contract or whatever you want to say. And uh, it was defeated, eight, eight votes to seven, which means now it goes back to the clubs and the delegates will meet on Monday evening, I believe it is, or is it Tuesday evening? Tuesday, Tuesday evening, and uh, it will go to the clubs to vote on this. And I, I, I suppose the, the thing that I find most disappointing about this is the timing of it. Um, you know, first of all, on a personal opinion, I think that Davy, I think Davy, that uh, Andy is the right man for the job, and you know, to bring continuity and the whole lot. And he's been, he's, he's been putting together a team over the summer as well, I believe, and stuff and, you know, getting things in place because the football for the county team starts back in January. Um, secondly, if they were going to do something like this, it should have been done in August so that they could get a manager in, do the interviews. A manager would then get to see the whole of the championships in me, the senior, intermediate and junior, and, um, you know, have the best possible um, knowledge going into picking his team at the end of the year and the way things are falling now if we do oust Andy and that's what I think it is it would be an ousting of him um, would mean then that Meade wouldn't have a manager for a number of weeks the championships would probably be over by the time a new manager was ratified and somebody is coming in blind into the position and taking over a team that needs to be ready for January. It's it's crazy timing. Yeah, and you'd imagine the next appointment, if and when it, it takes place, would be hugely significant for me, judging by where we're at, really, because we're sort of we're back in Division Two. Obviously, we've not that we've stabilised in it, but we've we've just held our own there this year. And um, obviously, there was a little bit of renewed optimism, I suppose, after the Leinster semi final against Dublin. Um, and a bit of regret that there wasn't a qualifiers to go into after that because I think we would have went into it in a really positive vein. But but ultimately, as you say, Mickey, we were beaten in I think the last week in July. Um, so so why did this review or this you know um, whatever it was here not take place in August before the club championship start? So that if something like this was to come up, that that then worst case scenario, a manager could have been got in to to have a look at players for the club championship. As you say, as it is now. If, if Andy doesn't get the vote from the club delegates on Tuesday night, that's exactly the task facing the county board is to, to try and appoint a manager. But realistically, he wouldn't be appointed in time for even the semi-finals weekend. Um, the timing is all wrong. I've, I've spoken to so many people over the last week. Um, any game you were at over the weekend, despite it being quarterfinal weekend in the club championship, this was the, the talk of the county in many respects. You know, you couldn't really escape it wherever you went. Um, everybody has a bit of an opinion on it, um, but but bewilderment and and you know um, puzzlement really is the overriding sort of uh, 
emotion on many people's lips. And uh, as you said, Andy was assembling a background team, fresh background team, because obviously um, Donald Curtis and Finian Murta have both stepped away after a number of years of service. He's got Marky Brennan in as a selector. He's got another coach in from, from up north. I think he had, had a rugby background as well. Um, so, so from that perspective, but he also had lads in doing a bit of gym work and stuff like that. So the preparations were going forward. And also the whole fact that next year is going to be the split season so that the All-Ireland final next year is going to be taking place in July. July. So, so that'll tell you that the league will be starting in January. The league is obviously of paramount importance to us, as it, as it normally is, to be honest. Um, it, it just doesn't really uh, make any sense. But, you know, I, I would sort of concur with what you're saying. I, I wouldn't have seen a, a real big appetite in the county for, for change. And from talking to people, um, certainly over the weekend or in the last few days, the, the people who I know go to me games week in, week out, they're all of the same opinion that, that Andy should probably remain for his third year as it was initially planned um, and, and take us forward and see where we're at then. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very crucial stage in Meath football at the moment. You know, everything is, you look at what's happening with our minors, you look at what happened with our under 20s. Um, okay, there was a fallout from that earlier and whatever, but we put in an unbelievable performance and should have beaten the Dublin side. Um, in, 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 in in that game and you know we're just at this crucial point that you know why upset the apple tart you know like there's we need a continuity at the moment and, and, and this could set us back I think it could set us back um, I really do um, because we just needed to just you know remember where we're coming from <laughs> do you know because we're coming from a low ebb and we if you look through the the, the meat team that we have at the moment none of them have won All-Ireland titles um, I think only a few of them may have won Leinster Minor um, that are on the panel maybe three or four of them maybe five of them um, have won Leinster Minors back with Andy back in the year back in the day so the expectancy maybe is too high around the county to be winning All-Ireland titles at the moment from the players that we have I think Andy is getting the best out of them um, yeah look people are going to have divided opinions on this and 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 what have you but I, I just think the whole timing of this is it's deplorable it's just so silly it could it's nearly like we take one step forward and we take two steps back um in mead and i davy well, well, the one the funny you say that because the one step forward which was a massive step forward was this time last week when we were sitting on the podcast talking about the, the new sponsorship with Nolan Valerie Moore and the new, yeah. um, I suppose, director of football, if you if you term like that coming in, the appointment of John McCarthy and Carlo Brick and the, uh, the succession plan that will exist between the minors and 20s over the next two or three years, would probably the ultimate goal or view to being one of those fellas maybe taking over from Andy in the long run. Now all of a sudden you're kind of looking at it and saying, well, if Andy is to go in the morning, um, does that upset the whole thing? Because whoever comes in, is he going to like get the get the the line that okay, you're 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 either here for a couple of years or actually if, if you're successful or whatever, then but but then there's the whole John McCarthy call or break element to it as well. I, I'm just I'm a little bit puzzled and, and bemused by the whole episode, Mickey. Um, and here's I'm just a question. Shocked. Here's a question. Does it put that in jeopardy? Like uh, you know, uh, is. Noel Morn or Devonish going to look and go. Hey, well, of course, yeah, well, then that's, they have every right to. You know, like and 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 and, and to, to think that we have so much going for us. 
Look, I, I, I don't know. I hope it doesn't put any of that in jeopardy because we are starting to make strides. We're starting to make inroads into where we want to be in mead football. And I hope that it doesn't jeopardise anything like that. And I hope that, um, you know, that the, the, the club delegates on Tuesday night do what's best for mead football and not because they have an opinion about a manager or because they have this and they look at things and they say, right, and if they're doing it in the best interest of mead football, well, whatever the outcome will be, will be it, will be. But look, we just wanted to bring it up because it is, you said it's been on the lips of everybody around the county. Davey, I was at many games. I was at five games, six games on the weekend in Cavan. And at every game, obviously, there was different teams playing. I had loads of people coming up to me at each game going, what are you at? What in God's name are you at? Are you at in Mead? Like, what are they doing? And whatever. And, you know, nearly with a hint of sarcasm, they were laughing at me. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, and look, what will be will be. But I, I, I just think myself personally, it's ridiculous. Um, but everybody has an opinion. They're like arseholes. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer, on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, we'll move on now and we're going to do the lotto roundup from the clubs. Yeah, Mickey, I think I can only put this down to the loss of WhatsApp midway through the week because I, I have an incredible shortage of... A lot of us, and possibly some of the messages were maybe sent and didn't come through because I know there was when that outage was done on WhatsApp that some of the messages that were sent during that time didn't actually make it through. So I have a very limited pool of lotos on my agenda this week. And um, the first one comes in from an Alvi GFC, uh, their lotto of which is currently capped at 10,000 at the minute, but they had three 20 euro winners who were Amy Hayes, Anthony Ford, and Brendan Kyo. The next draw takes place on Monday, the 11th of October. You can play it at manalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app, uh, as I said already, a jackpot currently capped at 10,000 with the reserve increasing to 7,300 euro. Dunshocklin and Royal Gales, the lot of results from the 4th to the 10th, the winning numbers were 19, 22, 23 and 24. Very suspicious looking numbers there um, in Dunshocklin <laughs> and Royal Gales. Needless to say, no jackpot winner. They did have one match three winner who was Kevin Kira and James Reynolds. They, they win uh, 200 euro between them. The next draw is also on Monday the 11th at half eight live on Facebook. 13,000 euro for jackpot, 13,000 euro reserve and 2,400 of a second reserve already built up. A uh, huge, huge thanks to all of our supporters. If you're not in, you can't win. You can play that one on Club Force. And the final one of mine, uh, only the third one I have on the thing, but it is my own car in GFC. Uh, Lotto jackpot of 6,400 euro last Friday night was not won. The winning numbers were 80, sorry, 8, 12, 29, and 31. Um, the winning 20 euro winners were Stephen Woods, Carmel Dolan, Jimmy Farrell, Mary Rispin, and Mike Bray. Next week's rolls on to 6,500 euro. You can play it at cartoongacom forward slash lotto. 
Very good. And uh, the ones that I have in, uh, Simonstown's Club Lotto, 6,850. There was no winner last Friday. One match three winner was Colin Farr. The numbers drawn were 5, 9, 10 and 29. And you can do that on the club's app or you can go onto their social media places and you will find the link to the lotto there. And then the final one that I have is, as always, it is the Centrison Lotto is still €10,000, massive €10,000. And you can do that on Smart Lotto. And again, all of their social media pages will have the link to it. Davey, it is Instagram interactive time and uh, it's been a busy weekend, I'd say, of Instagram for you. It has indeed, Mickey. A really, really strong weekend of Instagram interactive started by Deck F Dunn saying has to be a bizarre decision by the executive in October, question mark, Mead County Board in self-destruct mode again. Yeah, um, that's what, that's 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 kind of what we've been, I suppose, saying there just sort of only a couple of moments ago. Yeah, it's it just the mind boggles with it. It just the timing, it, it just seems very, very, very odd. It, it does. It does. It's all about the timing, to be honest, which I think a, a proper review and discussion, maybe if it was back in August, I think wouldn't have been widely condemned or anything like that. But to, for it to happen in the second week in October, when Mead have been knocked out of the championship since late July, I think is, is, is a bit bizarre, but it is what it is. We'll, we'll know more next week, obviously, needless to say. Um, Sean Duggan said Dick McNally cracking open the champers in trim yesterday. <laughs> um, was this for the trim victory was it uh, or, or, or no he was actually he, Dick was uh, um, playing for Nafini yesterday in the senior championship against Wolf Tones uh, scored 1-3 so I can only assume that's what Mr Duggan is referring to there uh, after uh, the game yeah. needless to yeah. say they were beaten but a decent outing from a personal perspective for well for he games. had well, well Dick McNally had his fun and that's the main thing <laughs> for sure um, the next one comes in from lucky to be working he said Johnny Myler taking on two Beliver lads in Division 4 semi-final win the man is an athlete hashtag BHG free and I've just sent you the picture uh, which I did manage to pull from social media of Johnny Myler taking on those two Beliver two unfortunate Beliver fellas yeah that was the uh, Premier Reserve game was it it was indeed yeah, well, look, Jiz, he, he, is he, is look, he at the, doing, look at the poor young Gosson. Yeah, is he, is he, is he doing a bench press with the two of them there or something, or a, a bicep curls or something? Still well able, them. isn't he, uh, Johnny Myler? Still got Damn plenty right. to offer, no doubt about it. And uh, Blackhall Gales, Morton, well, I think they're in the final of that Premier now, and having someone like Johnny available to them is only certainly going to strengthen their hand in more ways. <laughs> literally, <than> literally <laughs> strengthen their hand. Yeah, when he's got strong hands himself there. Uh, well done to Johnny Myler. Great photo. That's one to frame. Yeah. Robert Perfield celebrating a rare win for some Pats to Mullen by just saying up the Pats. Yeah. Um, really good win for them. And, uh, you know, they have to do it all again uh, either next week or the week after. Gronya Batters be next in. She said, Screen need to stay in their own parish. Bex is Corahaz and Corahaz only. Uh, there we go. Um, <laughs> did they go down to Swans maybe to celebrate? Is that what happened? Did Swans are Curaha, not Swans are screaming. Well, it's funny. Well, the Bex is is a different club altogether, isn't it? And oh. uh, yeah, Barry um, <laughs> Barry O'Sullivan actually DM'd us and he says Bex is actually St Vincent's, so he oh. reckons it's it's neither um, Screen or Curaha. It's actually a St Vincent's pub. There you have it's it. It's a neutral venue. Is what is what he's saying. Exactly. Um, 
Next one comes in from, apologies now, there's that many of them. I'm, I'm getting caught up on them already, Mickey. The next one comes in from Shane Mangan, and he said, Oldcastle and Nobber is not a derby. Trim closer to Nobber than Oldcastle. Yeah, well, we've discussed this before. You know, um, <laughs> I remember so we were talking about a local derby or a North Mead derby last year, Davey, and I was saying to you, well, they have to go through about four parishes to get there. And you said, yeah, but it's still a North Mead derby. So it is. It's a, you know, any team that is is deemed to be in North Mead, it becomes a derby. It does. And I actually sent him a DM with a winky face, literally of that. I said, as long as they're both in North Mead, it's North Mead derby. And it's <laughs> it probably has a different dynamic to maybe other places in Mead, like that wouldn't constitute a derby because if it's, there's no such real thing as a South Mead derby, is there? So no. in North Mead, it's... Pure patriotic stuff, and uh, where yeah. was he from? Where was he from? He's Oldcastle. Oh, he's old. Oh, right. I, call, I thought maybe he was uh, from. He didn't understand us. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I thought he's a cultured Oldcastle man, though, Mickey. Yeah, he wouldn't be a kind of stereotypical Oldcastle fella. Ah, right. Well, he doesn't know the ins and outs of old North Mead Derby. <laughs> Potentially, um, Shane McManus. This is a classic example of somebody from a rival North Mead club having a dig at another North Mead club by saying Bannon Lock going down, and he has the long nose coming out like that. You know, that oh, yeah, yeah, uh, harsh. Susan That's Trumbauer and Bannon Lock, by the way, just to put a bit of context on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Susan, and, and there's a bit of distance between uh, Trumbauer and and, and Bannon Lock. Um, but uh, yeah, Lock. Um, yeah, very disappointed for Bannon Lock and uh, Susan Farrell over there um, you know I'm sure it was a hard match report to write up as well oh very much so but she soldiers on in fairness to her um, and yeah, Peter Duffy uh, I was going to say must have got rode over the weekend but he <laughs> says the, the standard of officiating in Mead not that sort of role Mickey come on yeah um, well Peter Duffy Simonson man he can't be complaining uh, about refereeing or maybe maybe he can Um I don't. Oh, he could be on about the the junior, the the Premier Reserve game between Simonstown and Summerhill, where Simonstown were well up in that game and ended up losing it uh, by three points. So um, maybe maybe there's something to be said there about the refereeing. And um, I think, in fairness, the refereeing in Mead at junior, intermediate, and senior at championship level is quite good. I don't know. What the refereeing standard is like in the Premier uh, divisions, if they use the same referees still or what. Um, but yeah, I think that the refereeing, in fairness, in the intermediate, senior, and junior has been pretty good this year. Well, I'll give you an example, Mickey. Keith Sheeran, um, good friend of the podcast, as you know, refereed the senior quarter final between Dunham Ashburn and Gail Column Kill on Saturday. And he went out and refereed a Premier Division 8 game on Sunday morning, you know. So I actually think that's class. I, I think that's brilliant to see, you know, a, a top referee in Mead going and doing what is probably the bottom division in the county, you know, Premier yeah. Premier Ace on, on the Sunday morning. Obviously very different, but good to see as well. And, you know, Robert Perfield kind of weighed in and I thought this was actually a fair point. He says, why, does, why don't you ask that fella to go and pick up a whistle for himself and, yeah. you know, go and referee instead of being so critical in that. And it's probably a fair enough point as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, uh, you know, there is a young whistler's uh, course that can be done as well. So get a whistle in your mouth and, and show us what you're made of. It'd be good to hurdle some abuse of Peter Duffy as well, wouldn't it, if he was a referee? <laughs> Damn right. Um, Jack Walsh saying the town spanking Rovers in Oriel Friday night. Yeah, yeah, backs against the wall stuff as well. Uh, the first time not conceding a goal, I think, in a few good few games as well. And 
really good win for Dundalk, 1-0 against Shamrock Rovers. And uh, there was fireworks on the field and there was fireworks off the field. So there was so, well yeah, put. good win for Dundalk. Tom O'Connor with the first of many Instagram interactives this week saying, Digo for Player of the Week. Uh, yeah, Mick Deegan had a great game for Dunham Ashburn, no doubt about it. He'll, uh, he might get a nomination. You never know. He could win it as well. Tom follows that up by saying, Kel's not as active on Twitter after Saturday. Why is that? Uh, because Alan Tormey is in Spain. Yeah. In fairness to him, like, you know, I know he's a, he's a good friend of the podcast and ourselves as well, Mickey, but the, the work that man puts in, I think he's very much entitled to his, his holiday and he's even still doing Trojan work, I know, on social yeah. media, maybe not as much. So And and if they had beaten Donovan Ashburn, he wouldn't have been gloating. Exactly, he wouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, the same probably can't be said for Donovan Ashburn, though, in that sense. Um, Niall McMahon next in, and he said, this is this is shocking, by the way, um, Jordan Morris being hit by a spectator, uh, a real dour or dull point on the weekend, I suppose. Yeah, it's the second time I heard of that on the weekend. Then we had the, um, the under-13 match in Wicklow where there was an all-out riot between supporters and, and, and management and families and the whole lot. Like, and uh, Yeah, just not nice. I heard of something else on Friday night similar where a player was hit by a person at the end of the game who came off the bench wearing jeans. This didn't happen in Meath. And then you have this happening to Jordy Morrison. Like... I, I just I just don't get it. I think it's disgusting. And I think whoever it was needs to be, uh, their club needs to deal with that. And uh, and the county board will have to have a look at it as well. No, that, that should be a lifetime ban on the spot. Yeah, absolutely. Safety, safety of players at the end of the day, like they go out and give us so much joy. Why would somebody want to go and do something so disgusting as that? Yeah, idiotic. Um, Matthew Brennan next in, and he said, Curaha will stay up. Okay. Well, fair play, Matthew. Um, they... I'll tell you, uh, if they do have their full complement, they're going to be a difficult proposition for anybody that's left in there. Benji Caldwell said, Brian Queenie scoring 2-3 at the age of 43 for Nafina to keep them up. Uh, to keep them up? Yeah, I'd say that was a Premier game. Oh, well, look, the, the Queenies, we know the, the quality of the Queenies. Like, Jesus Christ, um... Uh, yeah, and, and score, still scoring two three, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And he and he probably wouldn't have scored two three in his career. He wouldn't be the the most natural scorers like his brothers Dan and and Jamie were, but uh, must be operating on the edge of the square these days, Brian. Yeah, he must have moved from that midfield sector in. Um, you know, when you get into your latter years, they do tend to put you in around the square, and he's Fair. a big big lump of a man, so he'd be hard to handle in there full forward. Yeah, very much so. Aaron Kyo said, "Rakenny for the intermediate." They're still my tip, uh, so they are. I did, I, I did say them at the start of the year, uh, Davy Rispin, that they would be uh, there or thereabouts, and they still are. And they're put up a uh, a real statement of intent, beating what you would have termed the second favourites for the intermediate, and gave them a bit of a spanking. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, next one comes in from John Kelly. I'll read these out together. It's, it's a bit of a long one. Worst decision me GA have made since 2010 with the vote against McAtee. Disgraceful. In 2011, Banty got 66% of the clubs needed to vote against to remove Banty. Is 66% needed on Tuesday to remove Andy? Andy must stay or Talton Cup, here we come. Andy to be removed is an unbelievable, reckless, stupid move. 
I think the best word he used there is reckless. Um, it really is. Uh, that's that's my opinion on it. I just think the timing of this is completely reckless. If they wanted to do it, do it in August, as we said, but not to be doing it so late in the season, late in the year, when the inter-county uh, uh, football season is just about to start. It's just around the corner and will be literally maybe six or eight weeks away from when, if Andy was to be uh, ousted out of position, it would be probably six or eight weeks away um, from a ball being thrown in. It, it, I just, reckless is the best word for him. Yeah, and, and just going back to his middle point, I think there is a little bit of confirmation needed on the actual yeah. uh, percentage Andy needs. Now, it, it was mentioned in the week that possibly it's just a straightforward, he needs 30 out of uh, 59 votes to, to be safe. But I'm not actually sure that is the case because... Andy technically does have another year left on his um, agreement, so his third year. So if that was to be the case and that was proven, there is a possibility that Andy might only need maybe 33 to 40% of the vote. But that has to be clarified prior to the meeting. So we, we don't know at this stage what he needs to, 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 to stay in the position, basically. But I'm sure yeah. that will become clear before the meeting. Um, Robert Perfield said, the stick Tom was given Davey on Twitter last night. Uh, Tom being Tom O'Connor, I assume. Oh, was Tom giving you a bit of stick, Davy? Was he? Tom. Tom has it down as banter. Oh, okay. Banter is different. Um, yeah. Stick leads to fisticuffs. Banter leads to smiley faces. No, I'm sure we'll have a bit of banter after the semi-final <laughs> when they and get their hands undone. Oh, Davy gets the first dig in. Oh, yes, Davy gets a dig in. So you know, I'll yeah. tell I'll tell you a little secret, Mickey, um, and I'll tell everybody that listens as well. Tom actually tipped Dunboyne like I did for the championship. So. You know the way Tom oh, normally has divided loyalties when Curraha played Dunham Rashburn. Now he has those divided loyalties when Dunham Rashburn are going to play. Does he have a few Bob on Dunham Rashburn or on Dunboyne? Um, I'd say he probably does. And come here, did he was he tweeting about his his own club Curraha at all? No, very quiet on that front actually. Oh, okay, yeah, he'd probably wait for them to win um, if they are going to win a game in the relegation playoffs. He wait until they win before he starts giving me a stick about that. Yeah, to be fair, he normally doesn't even get one win from the two clubs every week. So I don't know. I don't know why I'm rolling in behind you here. I don't need Tom fighting with me again. So I don't. We had enough <laughs> fights about the vaccinations and the restrictions. To be fair, you actually dug your heels into Dunrashburn last week, and I remember saying to you on the podcast, I was like, "Geez, Mickey, I'm delighted you said all that because now I don't have to be the bollocks this week." Yeah, but I, uh, what I did when mine wasn't really. Uh, I wasn't being offensive to them. I was saying that like, we don't know from week to week what Dunham or Ashburn team will turn up. We know the quality that they possess, but they don't seem to be getting the best out of that team. And so, like, you know, they could, uh, could, they could either be amazing or they can be tripe is the word I used. Well, they were amazing this week. And that's, that's giving them their dues. We did, let's just hope they're not tripe against uh, Dunboyne in the semi-final. Speak for yourself. <laughs> um... Dylan Roach said, Gary McGovern missing 1-4 and a blooper reel. And uh, poor old Gaz has gone in for it this week because there was another one in uh, from Shawnee Fitness, which says Gary McGovern kicking a wide a minute in his second team cameo. Gary McGovern, poor Gary. Um, so he, uh, I like to, uh, it's very specific. He missed 1-4 uh, and, and there's a blooper reel. Well, uh, I'd love to hear Michal O'Hare um, commentate. Michal O'Hare, Hurtick. 
we are we all are more hurting and um, commentating on those misses and so on. To be fair, he's all class, isn't he, Gaz? And, and when ah, I think great. they were winning by 15 points. So, like, if it was a much closer game, you'll find that those misses wouldn't have been misses. Gary McGovern knows where the goals is. When oh, he that's wants for it. sure. Absolutely. Um, Owen Muldoon next in, and he just said Old Castle for the intermediate. Look, again, there, there, there's just something about this Old Castle team. Um, in, the, in the face of adversity, they've shown that they can come back and win games. Then they've led from the front, gone behind again, and then finished strong. I just think they're an enigma, this old Castle team. And there's one thing about them, they have a never say die attitude. Yeah. Uh, TJ Farley actually said Rakenny will win the intermediate. All right. Well, I, 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 because of my tip at Saturday, I'd like to say he's right. Aaron Kyo also said Donald Kyogen is the greatest player to ever play football. Rakenny on top. Yeah, he is the GOAT. Um, Donald the GOAT, no doubt about it. Kyogi the GOAT. Um, he's the. Kyogo. Um, so he is. Stop that. <laughs> uh, Joseph Shepherd Brady said Kel's getting dumped out. Yeah, um, and that's what we've been talking about. Like it's just um look, Gail Colin Kill Kells have been a tremendous team to follow over the last number of years, last 10 years probably, um, in lead football. They've been absolutely brilliant. And I suppose they've got a lot of miles on the clock and just with the way things went this year between injuries and uh, you know players not being available to them at different stages, I think they've just struggled to get back up to that level that they've been at. And don't forget that loss last year to Rathout in the final. There's going to be you know long term scars from that as well, and and rightly so. Um, I, they're one of my favourite teams. Um, I hate coming up against them, um, but look, they'll be back, so they will. And Larwall and the lads, you know, can just rest up now and, and watch the rest of this championship and I suppose they won't have any of the heartache that they've had over the last number of years in semi-finals and finals this year that's the only thing they can take from me Yeah and, and Fionn Smith um, looking at it from I suppose a second team perspective in Gail Colum Kill saying Zach Griffin impressing the father-in-law with two goals Oh he's impressing the father-in-law Yeah Jesus. one of the stars of the future in Gail Colm Kill is Zach Griffin Mickey. Yeah you know if, if only it was that easy you know to go out and play football well to impress your father-in-law um, I think he's going to have to do a few more things off the pitch never mind on the pitch so he is to impress the father-in-law um, Tom O'Connor's back once again uh, with Dunham Rashburn might get a positive mention on the podcast with the two eyes he says Digo 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 yeah, well, we, we, I think he mentioned Mick Deegan already. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a strange obsession, eh? Yeah, it's a little bit of an obsession, so it is. Um, but, uh, ah, no, look. Um, I suppose what's seldom is wonderful, and, you know, Tom is rightly, and rightly so, is going to celebrate this one as, as much as he can. But, as we said, did he have a few bob on them by now, I wonder? What's he going to be thinking when he goes into that semi-final? Cash out quick. Um <laughs> Navin O'Mahony's in and they said Nom Bingo next week. Surely Mickey is near the age for bingo. And by next week, we mean the 26th. Well, jeez, I don't know what way you do the weeks in Navin O'Mahony's Colin. Today's the 10th, but I... <laughs> next week, the 26th. And by next week, I mean the 26th. Does he not mean in two weeks' time? Like, uh, what is he... was he drinking again? Was he? Um, I don't know. Is he ever off? To be honest, maybe he's sober. <laughs> Oh look, um, yeah. Um, uh, are you near? Are you near the age for bingo? What what age is the age that you start oh, bingo at? We'll, we'll have to get him to confirm that. Actually, if you could just let me know what age 
is the proper age for bingo. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think I could be a good bingo player. Martin McKenna said, Bridget's and McEntee getting shafted. Bridget's and McEntee getting shafted. Jesus. Uh, but not by the same committee. <laughs> we can't blame the same people for Bridget's getting shafted. And, uh, and, uh, you and, sure? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, why? Why? Uh, who refereed that Bridget's game? No, I think, I think he means more the relegation, the way it went for them. The fact that they were yeah. in a prelim quarterfinal. Oh, I thought he meant uh, shafted by, by a referee. Oh, maybe, so, maybe, you know, maybe. maybe. I, I so many, wasn't related to the referee. There's so much shafting to Bridget's here. We don't know which one he meant. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Um, Owen Feely said, is it really right to be revamping the championships in the current environment? Uh, no, which championships? The club um, championships. Are we revamping them again, are we? Yeah, well, they're ongoing at the moment. So, like, yeah, well, mass relegations. Yeah, well, we know that. I mean, we've been prepared for this for over a year or two years, but like, I think I think he's uh, just asking: is it is it the right time to be doing it in the current environment? That's yeah, but but it's the same for everybody. You know, the, the oh, current yeah, environment is the same for everybody. So, like, if we were all training full whack uh, for the last two years, whatever. Look, I understand where he's coming from, but it has to be done sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, Darren McVan said Summerhill Junior some game Adam McDonald best umpire around hashtag Liam Purvis in the bin. Yeah, this is uh, this is again going back to that Premier Reserve semi final against Sammy uh, against Simonson. So can we move on, please? Ten points <laughs> up, I think Simonson were at one stage. Oh my God, uh, that's it from Instagram. Is that it? You know. Okay, well, there's been a lot there, and um, I suppose uh, Andy McIntyre has taken up a lot of the Instagram interactive, and rightly so. Um, Dunhamore Ashburn also took up a lot of the Instagram interactive and, and rightly so, they deserve their moment in the in the sun um, and let's hope it's not a flash in the pan. Um, I'd love to see them, you know, go out and putting it up to Dunhamore or to, to, to Dunboyne and not being the whipping boys of a semi-final. That is one thing that's for sure. But I don't think they will be. Davey, when you look at their the, 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 the squad of players that they have, they have the potential to put it up to Dunboyne in that semi-final. Ah, yeah, no, look at it, all joking aside, they, they've come out of the pack a bit, you know, everybody, sorry, we, we tend to see one of those every year coming out and um, surprising us to, to large intents and purposes. It's, it's amazing to think less than, or just a little over two weeks ago, they went into their final round group game with no points to their name. You know, and here we are two weeks later and they're in the semi-final of the championship taking on, uh, you know, one of the big hitters or contenders for a major honour. So, yeah, it's absolutely an opportunity for them. I think Dunboyne will be still relatively happy with the draw and, and we're told they're still the team to beat going for three in a row, but Wolf Tones will also fancy their chances of having a bit of a crack at uh, the three in a row seeking Rotot. Yeah, the semi-final pairings are, as Davy said, Dunboyne versus Dunamore Ashburn and Wolf Tones will take on Rotot. And um, yeah, who knows, we might get another um, shock in the semi-finals if... Uh, if this championship is anything to go by, because it's been absolutely brilliant so far. In all three championships, there's been uh, great surprises and uh, great results and teams coming out of the dark and uh, giving, putting their hand up for uh, uh, a chance to win any of these championships. It's been a great weekend for Simonstown. Um, again, I just want to uh, rub that into Kevin Coyne over there in Bjorn Coyne and Sons. Um, you know, uh, you know Simonstown were coming up against a sharp outfit but uh, they seem to 
mow their way through Balanabraki and uh, got the victory uh, after going five points down. So that's all of my puns there for Kevin Coyne. Davey, have you anything else for this week's uh, episode of the We Are Mead podcast? No, Shane. Shane. Well, look, that's it from us for this week. It's bye from Davey. It's bye from me. And remember, We Are Mead, why it matters more.